0: When we live from the true self, there's this presence, this love, this energy that goes beyond time and space. So things, miracles can happen like that. You're listening to Make Some Noise podcast,
1: episode number 419 with guest Kimberly Snyder. Welcome to Make Some Noise podcast Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for being here as always. Hey, before we get started, I want to tell you that during this episode, just a heads up, it's not that big of a deal and being really dramatic about it. I did not feel well when I was interviewing Kimberly. And I, I think you can kind of tell now you'll be able to tell because I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm just really quiet throughout the whole thing. Like, usually, I'm having a conversation and this episode, and she's fantastic. You're going to love her. But I kind of just let her take the reins. i It was recorded a couple of weeks ago. I am I think I'm now I'm totally done. I was getting off an antidepressant. And if anyone's ever weaned themselves off an antidepressant, you know what I'm talking. I don't even think I need to say anymore. For those of you that don't know that experience, it um, it's interesting. <laughs> Please do it uh with a medical doctor helping you, which I did. And yeah, it's a process that kind of messes with your you a little bit and I was just feeling the effects of it. Anyway, that's why I'm so quiet during the interview. I'm so much better now and I started a new hobby. I always tell you guys these things because I it's going to hold me accountable. If I don't tell anybody, then I can just quit really easy, which as someone with ADHD, I know is my thing. I start hobbies, projects, am gung-ho about it in the beginning. I will get I will get all the resources and plan it like a mofo. But when it comes to follow-through and finishing, not not so much, not as fun. Anyway, <laughs> don't laugh when you hear this. I have been mildly obsessed with people who are really good at shuffle dancing. Okay, it's not like it's not like what was that dancing that was really popular for a while? The river dance. And it's not really like tap dancing. Anyway, look it up on YouTube. And I came across this account on TikTok where it was these two moms, and they had been they had been working on it for months. And I was like, I feel like I can do that. Anybody else like middle age who sees something physical? Online at, or on social media, and they're like, "I could probably do that, and it looks so much better in your head and then when you actually go to try it, you're like, "Oh, I forgot I'm not twenty five anymore, but uh, anyway, so I decided that that's what I'm gonna start trying, and i'm gonna I'm gonna record my progress. I don't know if I'm gonna show anybody, but I'm gonna record my progress to see if I'm getting better. I'm sure i'm and I have some experience." It's just been a minute. It's been a minute. So I'm hoping that muscle memory comes to my rescue. I mean, I can do the running man. I mean, I'm not good at it, but I, I can do it. Anyway, that's that. Who knows? Maybe in a year I'll be, you know, entering a dance contest and, uh, and that'll be fun. Anyway, more on that later or maybe not, but don't forget that transcripts are available for episodes if you need them. And also, if you have not yet, I would so appreciate it if you left a review for Make Some Noise, if you have purchased and read it on Amazon, especially if you bought it there, or Audible, that matters so much, or Goodreads, if you are a fan of Goodreads. And you can follow me on Goodreads. You can see all the abundance of fiction I've been reading lately. There's a reason for it, partly because I just like it. More news on that to come. And lastly, for those of you that don't know Kimberly, let me tell you a little bit about her before we jump in. Kimberly Snyder is a spiritual guide and meditation teacher, nutritionist and holistic wellness expert, and a three-time New York Times bestselling author of five previous books, including Radical Beauty, which she co-authored with Deepak Chopra. Her highly anticipated new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are, Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life, is being published on January 25th, 2022. She is the founder of Saluna, a holistic lifestyle brand that offers wellness products, digital courses, practical enlightenment, meditation, and the Saluna Circle. She's been featured in dozens of national and international media outlets, including Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Dr. Oz Show, Ellen, The Wall Street Journal, The Guardian, Elle, and Vogue. So without further ado, here is Kimberly.
0: Kimberly, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Andrea. I'm so glad we can make the space to have a conversation. That's always nice.
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> um when I was planning out these different themes, and I, you know, I, I had a theme around therapy and mental health and a theme around just all different ones. And I knew I had to have spirituality in there because selfishly that's the part where I (laughs) struggle the most. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, we're talking about, I'm talking to other guests about, you know, deconstruction and and all different things. But I thank you for sending me a copy of your book. It's you are more than you think you are practical enlightenment for everyday life. And I want to dig into this, but I'm I'm curious, first, I'm curious, like, what did you grow up? being this enlightened and evolved or did something? <laughs> happen? That's the question I always like to start with people with because I'm just so curious because I did not come out of the womb that way.
0: No, no. I certainly have been on quite a journey for the past few decades. And I grew up you know, we always say our our parents do our best. Of course, we love them. Um, But I had a lot of sort of limiting negative beliefs that I adopted early on, like all of us, including that love was something that had to be earned, or it was based on achievement. So I grew up very anxious, um, very focused on grades, very focused on my weight, you know, all these external references. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I still am a recovering perfectionist to a degree and I grew up Catholic. So we would go to church once a week and there wasn't much in between. Doing that, you know, I feel like we, you know, we checked the box, we did that, um, that practice. But I, you know, I've been on quite a journey, Andrea, um, <laughs> in many ways, you know, through high school, I had eating disorders. Then I was, you know, I had a lot of digestive issues, chronic bloating, constipation, all sorts of um, acne, rashes in my skin. So when I sought out, you know, it was really, I was seeking answers. I didn't really know what I was seeking, but it was right when I graduated from college. So I was 21 years old. And I mentioned this in the book, but it was this really formative part of my journey where I started backpacking and it was the first time I started to feel free and I didn't have this agenda and I saved some money after college. I actually worked for a year in Australia and then I thought I was going to travel for a few weeks. But it ended up being three years in total. I was doing it very cheaply, living out of my car in Africa that I sold back, just staying in all these guest houses and really cheap places in Asia. I was mostly in Asia and Africa, Um, but it ended up being three years through over 50 countries. And this, Andrea, was really the place where it just... Um, you, know, you talk about deconstruction, like it just blew you know, my wow. mind. I was very open to different ideas and I was freeing myself of a lot of these preconceived notions and the labels that I put on myself. So out there on the road is where I really um, created my philosophy. That was the beginning of my philosophy that later I would go on to write books about and create a website about. But at the time I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just learning and absorbing. And one of the places that had the most impact on me was India. And I went there for the first time. I was there for about three months. And then I came back and I spent some more months there. And it was here that, whoa, I started to learn about concepts like the true self and enlightenment, which sounds like this big, scary word, Mm -hmm. but it's really about more awakening, more self-awareness of who we are. And I started, you know, I was like, wait a minute, does this mean I'm like, you know, Hindu or like, what is this? And then I realized, oh, you know, true yogic science, which is where all these terms come from, like the true self and the ego. It's really this, this principle, these oneness, universal principles, which can be layered on top of any religion, or you can be agnostic. You don't have to be any religion at all. It's about working with energy and working with a deeper connection to the formless part of us, to our soul, to spirit inside of us, whatever term you want to use. But it it was there when I was backpacking, Andrea, that I started to really understand myself more. And I started to learn really tangible practices about meditation and yoga and self-connection. So it didn't come from the womb. Yeah. It came through uh, my life experiences. And then it deepened um, in the book, as I talk about, as I went through really hard experiences, actually, in the last few years. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I guess the short answer is that it happened within the 50 countries in three years that you visited.
0: It was the beginning, you know, that over the past 12 years of meditation, I've really been going deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. into myself and into this work. Um, And if I could tell you a a funny story um, is that, you know, I I came back from New, uh, after the trip, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. But I moved to New York City, because a lot of my family is on the East Coast. And I was so excited about sharing these concepts and ideas. And I started to apply these teachings. And I was really um, focusing on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. I don't know if you've heard of him, Andrea, but he is the the yoga guru who brought yoga to the West.
1: Okay. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you about Yogananda.
0: Yes. So I never heard of him, but then I was in a bookstore in Rishikesh, which is the yoga capital of the world in India. And I found this blue book and I started reading about these teachings and I learned, oh, he came here and he was talking about this and it caused... So much it created so much attention. He actually met with Calvin Coolidge, the president of the United States mm-hmm. at the time, all these great leaders. You know, Steve Jobs read Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi every year until he passed from when he was, I think, 14 to elevate his creative genius. Because these teachings are about tapping into our inner power and our stable creative intelligence and energy and all this amazing stuff. So, anyways, I was I was broke. I had no money after this trip, as you can imagine. I stretched my money mm-hmm. as far as As I could go. But I was sitting on this, you know, Murphy bed and I was starting to apply the teachings and I just started to see these patterns starting to emerge in my life. So even though I didn't have any money, I started a free blog, a WordPress blog, which back then was my name, KimberlySnyder.net. I was starting to go back, did a teacher training. So I was teaching yoga, I was going back to nutrition school, and I was just sharing what I was passionate about. And what was crazy, Andrea, is that without this usual pushing and sort of striving and this, you know, over-efforting, which had been part of my life up until that point, it was like I stepped into this flow and listened to a river. And all I, you know, I just told my yoga students about my blog, but then it started to spread across New York City. And then my first celebrity found me. She had been reading the blog. And then I started working with her and I got on a film set. And then the next thing, I don't even own a TV to this day, Andrea, but I was starting to work with all these (laughs) celebrities. And then I was starting to be a regular guest on Good Morning America. And then the book first book deal came, which is HarperCollins, right? And my editor, Sarah. So I came to me and I had this idea. I had a manuscript for a book called Catching the Fire. And it was about a lot of the teachings in this book, Andrea. And it was a Mm -hmm. travel memoir. And she looked at my website and she said, oh, she's like, you know, the food stuff, your recipes are really starting to take off. So why don't we do that book next? And we'll do a food book first. So this was exactly 10 years ago right? Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. So that food book went on to be called The Beauty Detox Solution that just took off, sold like a million copies. And then the second book became a food book. And then suddenly I was known as this celebrity nutritionist, even though the way I was working with my clients was always holistic. It was always, you know, emotional well-being, mental health. way more than just food. Always, always. So here we are six books later. 10 years later and i'm so excited for the first time to share my full playbook of these teachings and techniques for working with your energy that benefits your whole life not just in your weight although that too happens but in vitality energy abundance creativity confidence and these are really this is really the first time i'm sharing any of this so i'm very excited
1: <laughs> i love that story and and just and everything <laughs> all of it and So I didn't know that part about you, that you had had six previous
0: food books. Um, Well, well, the first two were food. The third one started getting into the spirituality. It was called Beauty Detox Power. And it was about our chakras and our energy centers and the mind body. And then my fourth book I wrote with Deepak Chopra and that was um, Radical Beauty. So that did have a big spiritual component as well Mm -hmm. as Ayurveda. And then the last book was more about a perfectly imperfect life and self acceptance, and then th- and had some food in the end. This book has no food per se, but it's about working with energy across your whole life, tapping into your true self energy, getting past fear.
1: One of the things I love about the book is is that you you have these chapters that don't feel overwhelming about specific topics, mm. you know, just around. Um, Fear and love and whole, and then you slip in practices, which I'm a huge fan of because I don't, I'm not, I don't like self-help books that just talk about the problem, talk about the problem. (laughs) I don't think there's that many of them out there, but I like tangible tools and strategies that people can use in their life immediately as they're reading.
0: Well, you know, yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent The the subtitle of the book is Practical Enlightenment for Mm -hmm. Everyday Life. Because similarly to you, I love Eckhart Tolle, for instance. I think he definitely has an incredible energy and I read his books, but then I'm like, you know, like a new earth, like, what do I really like do with this? I understand the philosophy. And I think, you know, we have these parts of us, we are human, right? We are stumbling along, we're doing our best. We make mistakes, we learn, we keep going and growing and evolving. And then we have this really stable part of us, this, you know, call it spirit individualized, the soul, the universe inside of us, this incredible infinite intelligence So we need practices to keep stabilizing back into that part of us that we use in everyday life. We use if we get triggered by our mother-in-law or we go on social media and we start to feel, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Or look at all this stuff that other people are doing. Look how many more followers they have. Whatever it is, we need actual practices to work with our breath, to work with a mind, to allow emotions, which are meant to be energy and motion to flow through us instead of stagnating And creating more triggers and inflammation and hormonal imbalance. So, every single chapter of the book has very tangible practices for those specific moments. Like in the confidence chapter, you know, what you do when you feel like you're not enough, you know, there's something you stop, you go away for 90 seconds and you do this and it helps uh, bring you back and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Talk
1: to us about the true self because I I feel like people have different, you know, experts have different philosophies and definitions of what that means. So I'm
0: curious what yours is. So we, as I mentioned, we have this human part of us, and then we have this inner stable part of us, the human part of us or this outer shell, so to speak, you know, is what Wayne Dyer calls the less than 2% of us. This is what we see. This is how our body looks. This is what we're doing with our hands, you know, out in the world. And The issue comes not from having this, you know, body. We are in a human body. We're having an embodied experience, but the issue arises when we over identify with this as who we are. This is what yoga calls the pseudo soul or the ego. So it's anything that you sense with your five senses, right? So what you see with your eyes, you hear, you look at, again, like the media, or you look at what other people are doing or social media or whatever. So it's all this very sensory um, information that's coming at us. And so if we don't have tools and practices, we will over-identify with all of that. And we will, by nature, feel small and limited. We will feel, oh my gosh, my body is aging. I'm getting old. I'm not good enough. I don't have the skill set. Look at how much money is in the bank account. I'm not good enough. I don't. It's always this small limitation. And so the solution to the problem is not found in the same place as the issue. We go to a different place. Mm -hmm. And what yoga teaches us is the true self is this formless energy inside of us, it's the infinitely creative, intelligent, um, deep stable, courageous part of us. It's the part where Eckhart talks about where you go beyond thinking. So it's something that you experience in meditation. You experience in self-connection. It's, um, as I mentioned earlier, when we're living more from the heart, than the head, and from our gut, inst- uh, intuition, which can be developed over time. So we can call it, you know, there's whole books that have been written about this. But for me, it's just connecting to that formless part of us, which has to be experienced. So it's not, you know, um, you can call it the soul again, spirit, individualized, the universe inside of us. So meditation is not what you know. Some, you know, in the West, sometimes we butcher these ideas. It's not just about relaxation. Mm -hmm. right? Because relaxation means we're relaxing the five senses, but they're still turned on. We're still tuned into them. True meditation, effective meditation is about taking the energy away from the five senses, Pratyahara, one of the limbs of yoga, and withdrawing it into the spine, into the Shashumna Nadi, which is our central energy channel. where we start to concentrate the energy up and down the spine into the brain, and in particular, a place at the base of the brain called the medulla oblongata. When we concentrate energy in our third eye, which is what we see beyond, you know, beyond the physical, where we intuit, where we feel, where we where we just know a deeper knowing. It actually activates this ganglia and nerves, the medulla oblongata. So we start to turn on different parts of our brain. We start to activate and unleash this, this power inside of us. So in the book, there is a, quite a bit of science as well, supportive science for the discerning mind. There's these ancient techniques and personal stories to show how it's applicable because this really, you know, my intention with writing this book, Andrea, was I look at the world today and I think, oh my gosh, this is needed more than ever. You know, this is how I can help people the most. I just want to put this out in the world. And this book wasn't something I planned, by the way, of all the books. This book came down when I was 34 weeks pregnant with my younger son, Moses. And I just thought, oh my God, this is not You know, I'm trying to slow down here, but it just, (laughs) it came down like lightning. Yeah. Bad timing, but perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect. It's all perfect divine timing. And I said, I don't know what to do with this. So next thing I knew I'm on a zoom presenting my idea. I write a sample chapter and Oh my gosh, Andrea, I signed my book deal three days before Moses was born. Oh my gosh. And then I waited the full, you know, Ayurveda says 40 days. I waited 60 days. And then I started writing and it just poured out of me. You know, I feel like, Oh my gosh, I look around and I see all the suffering. I see so many people confused, anxious, not feeling good enough. I do not think social media helps in that regard in all these ways. And I just know that these teachings on all levels can really help us overcome the negative beliefs, the emotional blocks that hold us back from tapping into this infinite potential that is inside all of us. Mm -hmm. And I look at myself, Andrea, I was broke. I was anxious. I had eating disorders. I was completely disconnected from my body. And I think about where I am today, you know, over this journey of real, you know, soulmate love with my husband and having this prosperity and this beautiful land that we are the stewards of and my children and getting to create and write in my brand, Saluna, my podcast. This is possible for everybody. We just have to learn to tap in to this power inside of us into the true self potential.
1: I'm pausing this conversation to bring you a few words from some of our sponsors. Life around the holidays can be stressful, am I right? And it's so important to prioritize taking care of yourself. That's why I love Banyan Botanicals. They're an Ayurvedic company with products and guides that make me feel great and help me focus on my wellness from the inside out. Banyan Botanicals takes a holistic approach to health. They offer tons of free guides and resources on everything from getting more restful sleep to sticking with a daily routine that is truly energizing. And my recent favorite of theirs is their turmeric milk mix. It is so nourishing any time of day. It's caffeine-free, which is super important for me because I cannot drink caffeine after like 11 a.m. And that's why I love it. I have a special offer to my listeners, 20% off your first purchase, and that is good site-wide. Just go to banyanbotanicals.com slash noise and make sure you try their turmeric milk mix. It's B-A-N-Y-A-N botanicals.com slash noise for 20% off site-wide, banyanbotanicals.com slash noise. Tis the season to seek out pleasure in every area of your life. You know how much I love to encourage pleasure. From how you start your mornings to how you wind down at night, you deserve to enjoy it all. Dipsy Stories wants you to find joy and confidence in and out of the bedroom. Just close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories. And now they even have brand new written stories, which is fantastic. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore. They also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and sleep sessions to help you drift off. I love Dipsy, and I've been using them for over a month now. I just think it's absolutely fantastic. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash kickass. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash kickass kick-ass. stories.com slash kick-ass and enjoy. And if you ever forget any of the keywords for the sponsors, you can go to AndreaOwen.com slash sponsors and they're all there. We made it super easy for you. You can either grab the keyword or just click and it'll send you right over there for you to be able to enjoy. And you talk about intuition Uh, in this book and you, and you tell a story, I think you kind of told a story over two different chapters about, about meeting your husband. Can you talk about that? (laughs) Yes, I know. I write about intuition as well. And, and it's, it's, um, it can be tricky for some people. So what are your, what are your thoughts?
0: So there's a lot that the yogis say about intuition, which is different than conscious. I'll say, like, conscious is sort of the the part of you that you know wants to adhere to um, morals and different standards, but it is taught that the more we meditate and tune in, again, through effective meditation and these practices, we start to tune in, in, in to source. We start to pull all our attention, which is always going out. What's going on? What do I see in the world? What are people doing? And we concentrate that energy inside. What happens is we start to develop what Yogananda calls the infallible voice of the infinite which is the voice of intuition. And so we start to live more from this deeper place of guidance where we just feel that, you know, this flow that I felt I experienced directly. I just felt like I was in this flow and I would write about this or I would mention something to somebody. And we're not living on, you know, just the surface of life anymore. It's not just like hard facts, but we're going with energy. And I was just talking, I have quite a few neuroscientists on my podcast, and we're talking about one. one of them, we were talking about how mind doesn't just express in the brain, but mind is through every cell of your body. And it also creates a gravitational field outside of your body. And this is something I talk about in the magnetism chapter that I mentioned, where when we're tuning into energy and frequencies, it's not just black and white. And I also talk about the book, Going Beyond Numbers. Because numbers are just one finite qualification, one label, but actually, there's so much more energy when we, you know, when you go beyond all of that. So, with my husband, long story short, I, you know, went through a very difficult time in my life a couple of years ago, now over four years ago. Um, where my I lost my mom suddenly. Mm-hmm. We found out she had cancer on Valentine's Day and then she passed on March 29th. So it was literally six weeks yeah. and she was completely healthy and she was with us at Christmas and everything seemed normal. So it was like a huge shock. And my younger son wasn't even one so I just whoa, it's like, oh my gosh, anything can happen at any time. And then a few months later, um, sometime later, I decided to move out on my own. So I decided to um break up to leave my my former partner, my uh, the father of my first child. And it just, you know, I just got to this point, Andrea. I was like, oh my gosh, life is short and I want deep connection. And he's a great guy, but I don't, it's just not there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was a new mom. I lost my mom. And suddenly I was a single mom. Yeah. And so I was like, whoa, rock bottom. This is not how I thought my life was going to be. It was like full shambles. And I ended up meeting with a monk who I've known for some years from the Self-Realization Fellowship, which is from Yogananda's meditation organization. And he said to me, he said, Kimberly, treat your home like an ashram for five months don't worry about anything. Just go deep. So that's what I did. I read scripture for five months. I read the Bhagavad Gita. I read the New Testament of the Bible. I meditated like crazy. I took care of my son who was very young. But other than that, I didn't really go out that much. It was sort of like a quasi-imposed isolation period. That's what I was going to say. It's somewhat quasi- like quarantine.
1: <laughs> it was. And I just like an enlightened uh, quarantine though, to be to be fair. <laughs> oh
0: yes, a, a, a voluntary one. But I gotta tell you, Andrea, like it was, it was literally like the dark, like I was in this dark cave and I started to emerge a little bit by a little bit, like the light started to come out. And I felt very stable. For the first time in my life, I felt a lot of trust trust in myself, trust in the true self, trust in life. I felt very strong. So then I just started going about life and I was very content. And then one day it was a podcast dinner party with people I didn't really know, but some people that had come on my podcast were in LA when I got invited to this random dinner party in Venice Beach, which is where we used to live. And John was one of them, my future hubby. And it was this point in my life where I was really tuned into that inner voice, Andrea, into Mm -hmm. my intuition. And I met John and, you know, we just tuned into each other. And he said within 15 minutes, he knew I was going to be his wife. But here's the funny part. If I was my previous self, like looking you know, a lot of emphasis on the senses, I don't think we would have ever gotten together. I've been like, he's not my type. Mm-hmm. He's like a big brawny dude. He looks like an MMA fighter. He's from the neck down. He's completely covered in tattoos. He wears a gold grill in his teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm plant based. He's this you know huge, like into smoking meats and motorcycles and all this stuff but I wasn't using those evaluations. And I think, oh my gosh, how many times do opportunities go by us or soulmates go by us when we're out here? But I felt in my heart and he did too. And the other funny thing, Andrea, is that he always said he would never get married. He went in for a vestectomy a couple years earlier. He's like, I'm never going to have kids. And we just, boom, like clicked. Monday, you know, three days later. Oh, and I said, oh, I got to go now. I got to leave this party because I had to do a beach walk. Mm-hmm. And he, I do a beach walk every morning. He's like, oh, well, I'll come. And I'm like, really? Because it's in like five hours. But he shows up for the beach walk. We t- t- we talk for two hours that night. I had an event for Levi's. I do speaking for them. And he came And that was like three dates in 24 hours. And then Monday, Andrea, Monday, he told me he loved me. (laughs) And then he went and got his vasectomy reversed. (laughs) No, he he didn't actually get the vasectomy, but he had thought about it. Oh, I thought he got it. (laughs) No, no, he didn't get it. So it was just like, it was just like, boom. You know, it's like when we live from the true self, there's this presence, this love, this energy that goes beyond time and space. So things, miracles can happen like that. You know it's it's very um you know not to get esoteric, but we go into like almost like different dimensions how quantum physics talks about you know the different waves of energy versus treating things as separate particles. So you step into a different way of living. Mm-hmm. so we got together. there was no effort. there was no going on any sort of you know online dating or any site. um we just got together and then there was this flow and then you know, he loved Emerson, my older son immediately and, we, had an, we got pregnant. We have another baby now. And then we decided to move to the mountains. And this house here, I talk about the abundance chapter. This was only the third house we looked at and it flowed in. And then a really funny story about how we got our farm in Hawaii recently, a few months ago. I'm not saying everything goes perfectly. I mean, we're still human. We're still going to have struggles and ups and downs, but I will say that when we switch Living just from the ego into this more very deeply centered place, every part of your life shifts and transitions in the most beautiful way. And there's, you know, there's none of this comparing yourself or you know not feeling good enough because you start to understand what you really are, which is a unique. You know, yes, unique I I
1: love that. I've I've loved listening to you. You, you talk with such. With such presence and also ease, but I understand and feel very much that it's not—it's um, not that you're saying that things are actually easy for yes. you. Like I still believe you that there are obstacles that you have to face, but it, it sounds like you're so grounded in your practice that you can quickly turn to all of the tools that help you, and and can get through it.
0: Is that a fair assessment that I'm making? totally i when we live life from this deeper connected place we meet each moment as it comes like you said with tools with deeper awareness so there's more harmony and you know this word you know surrender is sort of this funny word in the west it's like you know you think about the war the you know whatever the civil war battles where someone mm-hmm. surrendered to the other it's giving up but actually surrender means We're not fighting in this moment. We find harmony here and now, even if it brings up a feeling we don't like. An emotion is coming up or there's discomfort. We find a way to harmonize and let that wash through us, you know, which generally takes about 10 minutes. If we concentrate on the energy versus getting into our mind thoughts, we allow the energy to move through. We, we again, we harmonize and then and then great action can be taken. Then we're very effective if we want to shift things or we want to, you know, create something or whatever it is, we have to find the harmony here now first. Otherwise, we're very ineffective. Otherwise, we're wasting energy left and right. Then we're stressed out. We feel like we never get to anywhere in our to-do list. Mm-hmm. We're running around. So we have to um, have these practices that bring us fully emotionally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually into this moment first. Yes.
1: Well, I'm on board with that. I, lo- I-, I love the word surrender so much. I got it tattooed on my forearm. On my, oh, uh, my forearm. Gosh yeah i it's, wow. such a, it's such a um impactful yes and not just a, an impactful word but definition and and I love how you explained it. I think of it so much the same and and I actually got it tattooed on my arm after my father passed away in 2016 mm. because he was the first person that was the first death of someone close to me that I had ever mm. experienced. so that kind of grief you can't prepare for that and uh, as someone who's struggled with allowing emotions and wanting to control them. It was the first time. It was a lot like childbirth. You know, it's like, you think that you have a plan? (laughs) No. Mother nature is all on her own and it's the same with grief. And so to ride that wave all the way to the shore day in and day out, especially right after he died, was an act of surrender that I had never, ever faced. And so I got a tattooed on my arm to remind me of it. And I love it. Wow. I love that word. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, th- I think that's one of the reasons that these big events in our life can teach us so much because in daily life, let's say we don't, we feel disgruntled that, you know, about a coworker or somebody annoys us on Instagram or Twitter or something. Often, we don't really face that emotion. We're not taught this in the West. Often we distract or we'll project out, we'll write a text to a friend. Oh my gosh, look at how like, you know, annoying she is or whatever we say, right? Or we watch YouTube or Netflix or we eat a cookie or a bunch of popcorn. We don't really work with the energy of our emotions in the West. And so what these, um, you know, what I talk about in the book and what these practices are about is surrender and non attachment, meaning we don't get so attached to controlling or pushing down or, you know, this is good, this is bad, all these labels so much, but we just see everything as energy moving through us. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of, that's a really big practice in, um, it's in the the whole chapter that you and I talked about a bit. It's in some of the other chapters. I believe it's in the warrior chapter as well, but really starting to, when you're starting to work with your own energy, it means that things are going to start to come up, old triggers, old wounds, things that happen that maybe you never processed. But the good news is um, some psychologists, including Dr. David Hawkins says, you know, the more you feel the emotions deeply, you start to get down to the bottom of the well. So there is this bottom to our stored up energies, which can continue to create havoc, hormonal imbalance, inflammation, you know, all sorts of things in the body. And you can actually start to digest and metabolize your emotions. It's sort of like when I would put people on a cleanse, like on a food cleanse, we need to do that emotionally and mentally. And then- you know, we have more um, presence in daily life because we're not coming with this bag of unprocessed stuff. So people don't say stuff that's triggering us all the time because Uh we work through a lot of that. And so anyways, like you were saying, the grief of losing your father when I lost my mother, you cannot distract from that. it's this tidal wave of emotions. So what that experience gave me was the understanding of sitting in discomfort and realizing like it can you we are strong enough to deal with it. it can go through. we can learn, we can share with each other, we can inspire each other, we can support each other. we are here for that. We, these emotions do not have to take us down. But yeah. again, we need tools and practices. A hundred percent. And
1: that's, there's so many great ones um, in this book, everyone. You are more than you think you are. Practical enlightenment for everyday life. Kimberly, thank you so much for being here. Is there any, is there anywhere you want to send people, whether it's, you know, book bonuses or social
0: media, where do you want people to go? Oh, sure. So everything is on my website, which is mysaluna.com, S O L L U N A.com. And we have amazing book bonuses, including getting access to our Beyond Fear course that I actually teach with hubby for the first time. Andrea, it's oh, amazing. Fun videos, practices. Um, you can also start reading a couple of the first few chapters right away and get invited to my free meditation event or my live event. So everything's over there, mysaluna.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And those links will definitely be in the show notes. Thanks
1: again for being here and listeners. Thank you for giving us your time. I know how valuable that is. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the show. And just a quick reminder that if your company needs a speaker or a trainer, I might be the right person for you. I speak and do keynotes on confidence and resilience for mixed audiences, as well as do trainings on The Daring Way, which is the methodology based on the research of Dr. Brene Brown. So if you think it might be a good fit, hit me up at support at andreaowen.com or head over to my speaking page, andreaowen.com slash speaking.